Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on Twitch. Um, having some audio issues apparently. I've had to back out and restart the uh, show. That is really weird. Heck of a way to start off on the new year. Um, yeah, so I'm really not sure what's going on here. Um, hopefully the audio is recording for Twitch. If not, that means there will be no YouTube. There will be no Rumble. It will be audio only on the podcast, which if that's the case, that's the case. I apologize. So anyways, holy moly. It is great to be back. I had a nice little couple-week vacation of not staying up on Saturday nights to do a podcast. I was staying up on Saturday nights just because I could and watch TV and try not to fall asleep on the couch. But it's neither here nor there. By a little update for those of you who were hoping to watch this on YouTube for the last episode of last year, um, apparently... I gave misinformation, medical misinformation, because I am obviously a doctor. That's why I'm sitting here in front of all my whiskey because I'm a doctor and I have nothing, nothing better to do. But no, I was not giving any medical misinformation. I was making observations. I was commenting on other people's reporting that involved vaccines and COVID and all that. <clears throat> Pardon me. And apparently I upset the YouTube gods who gave me a soft strike. In fact, it was just a warning. I'm sorry, sir, but uh, what you said is bunk. And we can't have that here. That's no good. Um, But anyways, I survived and made sure that episode got up on Rumble. So if you want to watch it, it is available on Rumble. Check it out there. But again, new year, new ways, kind of new opportunities to start over. Fix things I hopefully I didn't screw up too badly on. And I don't know, maybe possibly drink more whiskey. But... With all of this being said, not paying attention, I'm over here trying to straighten out my desk so I can set my glass down. Um, it, 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 all that being said, we made sure to... Uh, there's an article I report on. If you are a uh, Patreon subscriber, just go to patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan Show. 
sign up there. And uh, my first extra shot of this year, going into a story from the reporting on an, a journal entry of the Journal of the American Heart Association. So this isn't, this isn't Bob's, you know, tire tube and heart repair service. This is the American Heart Association. <clears throat> Pardon me. So with that, looking at uh, people who are vaccinated and instances of spike protein in relation to myocarditis. Now, again, I'm I'm not drawing any conclusions here, and I'm not putting it out here to try to catch a sensor, catch a strike on YouTube, Apple, wherever. May, you know, get the cute little warning logo on Spotify. I'm just saying that's what I covered. And you can find that over at patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan Show. Sign up at five bucks a month. You can get access to it. I, it's great. Whatever. Um, been a little under the weather coming into this. Um, it's one of those things that happens. It's that time of year where you, know, you get the head colds, chest colds. Oh, pardon me. And the uh, all this crud just kind of builds up. And then my throat's a little raw from all the hacking and coughing over the last week. But I think I'm getting better. But you know, that's life. But hey, I know I've already gotten a couple minutes into this. I haven't talked about my favorite thing to talk about besides politics. Coffee. More specifically, American Pride Roasters coffee. Um, Again, these are great coffees. They have so many great flavors. You can go to aprcoffee.com. Check it out. I mean, again, I cannot begin to tell you how much I absolutely love the Teddy Roosevelt, and really the Teddy Roosevelt just does it for me. But I really need a, a kick to get me going. Got to go for the uh, the Thomas Paine uh, Age of Reason remix, where it's 100% Arabica beans. No, no, not 100% Arabica. 100% Robusta beans. You got twice the caffeine, and That'll put lead in your pencil, let me tell you. That will get you up and running. And Kim jumped in here in the chat and says there's still no audio. I don't know what's going on here. All right, well, i going to jump in here. I'm going to tell Kim I'm going to shut this down. It's just going to be uh, audio only this week and no live stream. So, uh Yep. Telling her I'm going to kill the stream. And okay. Well, okay, so much for having video. Anyways, as I was saying about the uh, wonderful, the wonderful Thomas Paine Age of Reason blend on the old American Pride Roasters coffee, it's really good. Great flavor. And you see, get some of these coffee companies. We're going to make coffee with all the caffeine. Oh, it rides you on fire. 
And then it tastes like garbage. This is not their uh, Age of Reason blend. It is so good. Well-balanced flavor. And you get that little extra hitch in your giddy-up whenever you dive into a cup of that. So check them out. And I'm going to tell a story because it's well worth it. We on the Twitters may have gotten Dave uh, looking at some stuff for American Pride Roasters to expand one of their flavors because there's a long-running joke about being Dave's birthday. If you're on Twitter, you know him as at Kaboom, DMXDM. Um, this is a joke that's like been running for like three, four years now. So this is like any day of the week. doesn't matter when. You just tell him happy birthday, and he just kind of gives you that side-eye emoji, and it's great. And someone make, made a comment about um, about birthday cake coffee. That would be amazing. I'm like, oh, Dave's fake birthday blend. That would be hella good. So keep your fingers crossed that there will be Dave's fake birthday coming up that I can tell you about. I hope he, <laughs> hope he develops a way to make a birthday cake flavored coffee. It would be absolutely amazing. So be sure to go to American Pride Roasters. Check out all of the blends there. If you're into dessert coffees, they got some great ones. If you just want other flavored coffees, Doc's Bacon Blast, highly recommend it. Check it out, aprcoffee.com. Historically great coffee. All right, so getting into it, the biggest thing we have to talk about today has to do with something that happened approximately 20 hours ago, and that would have been the election of Congressman Kevin McCarthy to Speaker of the House. Yes, that's right. After three days of voting, and going 1-15 on the season, Kevin McCarthy is now Speaker of the House. <coughs> but, yeah, it's not a bad thing yet. Now, uh, there has a lot of issues with Kevin McCarthy. I mean, obviously, he was getting, you know, people who just... Maybe they're principled, but they just didn't want to have to fight over speaker. You got a lot of people who are uh, sycophants for you know, pretty much anything that exists to uh, perpetuate the swamp. Who they had to just, oh my God, you got to have Kevin McCarthy. Oh. And it was just an absolute crap show. Yeah, you know, we had, you know, one of my favorite Republicans, Mr. Dan Crenshaw, who who was calling the uh, members of the House Freedom Caucus a terrorist. And it's like, seriously, I get it. 
it doesn't look good when you have the Republican Party with a bunch of infighting. Because we see the Democrats, they are in lockstep. And you look at all the crap that they give, you know, guys like Joe Manchin, Kristen Cinema, who is now no longer a Democrat. She's just an, an independent who caucuses with the Democrats, kind of like Bernie Sanders. But now one of the big reasons why they fall into lockstep just so willingly is because that campaign money, whether it be the Senate, the Senate Democrat campaign fund, the Senate House campaign fund, whatever it is, whoever is the party leader, you know, whether it is Chucky Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, now it's uh, Hakeem Jeffries, and uh, uh, <coughs> and now, and then for the Republicans, obviously it's been uh, Kevin McCarthy for the last several years. They they threatened to withhold that campaign funding to keep congressmen in line. Now imagine. Having that kind of a carrot held out in front of you. Oh, go along and I'll get this money for my campaign come re-election time. Then you turn around and you say, whoa, 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 I, I, I can't support that because X, Y, and Z, these are my principles. This is what I was sent here by my voters to do. Yeah. Now it's become a stick they use to try to beat you with. pardon me, and it's ridiculous. And one of the things that Kevin McCarthy was threatening after the second day of not getting voted in was that he was going to withhold that campaign funding from the dissenters. I mean, sure, that's a way to really get what you want you know, as far as you know, policy wise goes, but that's not a great way to uh, to ingratiate yourself as the speaker. Now, I know one of the big reasons why he finally got through was because of concessions that he was making to get, well, specifically to Chip Roy. Now, Chip Roy, I love the man. You know, Hill Country of Texas, cancer survivor, shows up in D.C., does not give a rat's hairy behind about anything going on. (coughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm just all all kind of mess here. Anyways, Chip Roy, he shows up in D.C., and... When his constituents say, we want you to fight on X, Y, and Z, oh, hell yes. He was, you know, he was pointing out that this is the first time since he'd been in D.C. that he's seen actual debate going on on the House floor because they don't debate bills anymore. They have bills that are basically pre-written by lobbyists, signed off on by pardon me, 
by the leadership of whoever the controlling party is. <coughs> and then it goes to committee. The committee, is, they might do a hearing on it, debate it a little bit, and it passes committee. And then once it goes to the House floor, say, like, hey, we're voting on this bill. And they won't debate it. And it says, pass it. You know, kind of like Nancy, or yeah, Nancy Pelosi said about uh, Obamacare. We've got to pass it to find out what's in it. Um, that's not a good policy for, um, you know, how we do, how we pass, how we handle legislation. Just, well, we said it's worth voting on, so vote for it. So I really do appreciate that Chip Roy has taken the fight to Congressman McCarthy. And he's gotten concessions as far as, uh, really, it's more for rules. You know, they made it easier if they think that McCarthy's doing a crap job, they can have him replaced. Which I, I'm not going to complain about because... That's something that we should be able to do. If leadership in the House is crap, we should be able to say, hey, you know what? Um, we're having a vote. Of, we're going to do a confidence vote. And if they get the minimum number of people who don't want them there as speaker anymore, take a vote. And if he gets voted out, you have new elections for a speaker. Now, one of the people whose name came up early on that I would have wouldn't have minded seeing in, yeah, you know, seeing as the speaker was uh, Andy Biggs. He's a he's not a well known congressman. He's out of Arizona, but. You compare someone like Andy Biggs to Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy, he can bring that big money in. But then you look at his Liberty score at Conservative Review. If I'm not mistaken, Kevin McCarthy was coming in at just barely a passing grade. If not, still failing. Which, okay, is this who we want speaking on behalf of conservatives? Someone who has a failing conservative score on conservative review. Can you compare him with someone like Andy Biggs, who has a 100% rating as far as, <coughs> you know, not voting to send more money to Ukraine? not voting on policies that will take away our individual liberties and freedoms, not supporting policies and voting for legislation that will expand government, and voting in favor of things that will reduce government, reduce spending, not send our money overseas. But, no, they they want 
They want those uh, the party apparatchiks. They want those guys who, well, they know he knows the ins and outs of uh, of the lobbying system and all this. this is good for us. Is it? Is it really? I remember when Paul Ryan was good for us as speaker. <laughs> yeah. He was good for us for about five minutes. Then he held his first vote. And after that, everything went to crap. Uh, I don't, or, I don't know. How about uh, John Kasich as speaker? Remember him? Oh, he was lovely, wasn't he? Uh, that, if I can quote from Steve Dace, the only people who hate conservatives more than Democrats are the Republicans. Like I said, when you had guys like you know Dan Crenshaw calling Dan Crenshaw, you know, calling Freedom Caucus. Dan Crenshaw calling Freedom Caucus, conservative congressmen and women, terrorists because they don't want to support a guy who doesn't stand for what their constituents sent him sent them there for. <coughs> I know I could go on and on about Dan Crenshaw, but fact of the matter is. Our system in D.C. is totally broken. I mean, it's just a fact. The only way you can really get things done in D.C. is to either A, kiss a crap ton of ass. B, become a complete and total political whore and sell your body and your soul and your spirit, and your constituents' souls, bodies, and spirits to every lobbyist who will throw money at you. That way, maybe they will, maybe you can convince them that they need to uh, pull some strings with some other people to get things done. And the final option is just, Become an absolute horrible human being who will lie, cheat, steal, stab, gut, eviscerate. I guess that's a $5 word for gut. But do whatever it takes. You take no prisoners. Yeah, the people of your district in your home state, they sent you there. But you're not there for them. You're there for you. Ruthless is the name of the game. And at the end of the day, the only way those people are accomplishing anything is, again, by lying, cheating, stealing, back, backbiting, everything they can to harass, coerce, and intimidate others into going their way. Man, 
Yeah, last week I was sick with a little I don't know for sure. And, whew, I said, it's been a week. I still got the hacking coughs and the old stuffed up face. So, it's been a little rough on me. I'm sorry. But, yeah, so, again, I got to thank so many people who stood up and just kept hammering at Kevin McCarthy until he finally was making concessions. Again, Chip Roy, Matt Gates, who Matt Gates is the only, I don't know. Really don't know about him. I He comes across as running a grift. I mean, I, I hope he really is one of these pro-liberty guys who, you know, was all about principle and not just trying to, you know, forward some other agenda by standing in the way of McCarthy. However, he did eventually flip and he joined a handful of other voters to vote present, which put, you know, a big enough margin that, yeah, it's a, 216 to 212, Kevin McCarthy winning out over Hakeem Jeffries for speaker. So, and the process, he pissed some people off. I know uh, Eric Swalwell was out. Well, these people flip. Uh, they don't have any credibility. You're like, sir, sir, sir. First of all, this is a Wendy's. Stop yelling at our microphone. It ain't going to do you no good. Second of all, you were having an affair and were balls deep inside of a Chinese spy. Who in the ever-loving hell are you to question anybody's, you know, credibility? I mean, you have none. Uh, You know, forget crapping yourself on live TV. But you you don't have any room to sit and say, ah, these people can't be believed. You sit on the House Intelligence Committee, one of the most important committees in the House, yet during your tenure, you were sleeping with an enemy foreign asset. So before you start, you know, throwing stones at people, maybe you might want to get out of that glass house. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, so getting back into things. Uh, the other thing we had to look at is uh, two years ago, the day democracy almost died. Back when we just watched an entire summer of people burning cities to the ground because because my Black Lives Matter. <clears throat> and with all this going on, yeah, I'm not going to downplay the violence that occurred on January 6th. I mean, it happened. But, you know, we also had tons of people who are still being prosecuted for parading because they walked through the people's house. They didn't necessarily break anything. Sure, Via Getty tried walking off with Nancy Pelosi's uh, uh, dais. I mean, that was... Just walking off there at the podium was great. They walked past the camera. Hi, guys. But, I mean, the idea that so many people are still sitting in prison, well, they're in pre-trial detention because they walked on the grass at the Capitol. They didn't attack any cops. They didn't vandalize anything. They didn't break any barriers down. They didn't smash any doors in. They just were there. They were part of the crowd and got swept up in a horrible, horrible action that ended up with people just streaming through the Capitol. And it led to violence. As much as the police, Capitol Police, and all the politicians and the news media, oh, Brian Sicknick died on one six. Oh my God. Well, no, he died like really, really early the next morning from strokes. He had one stroke that affected you know, part of his brain, and then he had a second stroke that affected uh, the brain stem, and he died. From what was released about the autopsies, there was no sign of physical trauma that would have caused him to throw a blood clot. You know, he wasn't beaten. He didn't have any major bruising or anything like that. Oh, well, maybe it was a bear spray. Um... Capsaicin and bear spray is not going to make you throw blood clots. <coughs> Pardon me. 
But as time goes on and people just keep wanting to build up all of this, we tend to forget that, you know, there, there were people who were killed that day. None of them were cops. They were protesters. Ashley Babbitt, which I have a couple stories pertaining to hurry, to hurry, ha, to her. Um, there's another, another protester that I, I can't think of her name. But witnesses say that, you know, the police used tear gas in a very, very confined area. And she ended up collapsing. And then the police beat her to death. Now, no one has been, and this is, this is the lady who, it was reported that, oh, she died of a drug overdose while she was there. Right. Witnesses say otherwise. Then the Ashley Babbitt thing, and I remember right after, Jane, you know, right after 1-6 that I was still trying to process everything. And from the videos and stuff that I had seen, uh, I remember thinking initially that while she didn't deserve to be shot, you know, the officer who fired the gun was justified. Here you have a chaotic situation. You have these windows are smashed out. And, you know, all of a sudden, here comes this girl through the window. You don't know if she's armed. You don't know, you don't know anything about her. She's coming through the window, so you take the shot. Like I said, I, at the time, I called it justified. But I've had time to sit and look and listen to, uh, Listen to eyewitnesses who are there. Not just watch the video, but people who are right there with her. And, you know, heard her telling the cops, like, oh, my God, this is insane. What are you doing? Because he wasn't trying to stop anyone. Because if you remember watching the videos, there was uh, a Capitol Police officer there. He was just kind of standing, watching everyone tear crap up. And, you know, her and the people who were there with her said she was trying to escape the madness, try to get on the other side of the barrier to get help. <coughs> now, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I am convinced more and more that this was not a justified shooting. This was a, an officer acting out total abject fear and having zero discipline whatsoever. Well, yesterday being the second anniversary, and I'm recording this on Saturday the 7th, so this January 6th was the two-year anniversary of the riots, obviously. And Ashley Babbitt's mother was there protesting. 
nothing violent, just walking down the street. Well, apparently, if you're waving Black Lives Matter signs, gay pride flags, whatever, and blocking an entire street, that is okay in the District of Columbia. However, if you and a handful of people are walking, not on the sidewalk, but in the road, and not taking up the whole road, just the road closest to the sidewalk, so there is still a lane or two of traffic where people can go around you safely. Apparently, that's a no-go. And this is out from a reporting from Gateway Pundit, mother of Ashley Babbitt arrested by Capitol Police. The mother of Ashley Babbitt, Mickey, Mickey Whithoff, was arrested by U.S. Capitol Police at a protest Friday afternoon in Washington, D.C., marking the second anniversary of her daughter's killing by Capitol Police Officer Michael Byrd during the January 6th riot. Mickey Whithoff was part of a group of protesters walking westbound on Independence Avenue between Capitol between the Capitol and House office buildings. A trailing police officer in a marked car tried to order the protesters to move to the sidewalk away from the Capitol. I need you to go to the other side of the street and be on the sidewalk, please. The protesters ignored the warning, continued marching with Wittoff on the on the outside in the middle of a traffic lane. Cap police then set up a roadblock in order the protesters to cross the street to the sidewalk or be arrested. Be arrested. After an officer shoulder-checked Wehoff where she tried to move past him, Wehoff turned her back to the officer and ordered and offered to be arrested. She was immediately cuffed and taken into custody. And you know, there's, you know, it's on video. You know, there's lots of tweets here. Ashley Babbitt's mom getting arrested at the Capitol on the second anniversary of the J6 riot is all the schadenfreude I need today. That's from uh, from Baldy Banks, who is, you know, basically making fun of her, calling her hashtag erectionist loser, hashtag yoinked, hashtag by Mickey. A total douchebag. And, and she... She wasn't in there doing anything destructive. She wasn't in there doing anything violent. She was walking, and the officer shoulder checked her. Uh, let's see. D.C. law says spontaneous street protests are allowed, but that police must give three verbal warnings that can clear, that can be clearly heard and understood before arrests can be made. It is not clear that the Capitol Police followed the prescribed procedure. The march from the march from a rally in front of the Supreme Court down First Street to the arrest on Independence Avenue can be seen at about three-hour mark on this video below. The protesters did not try to block the entire street, staying in the curb lane. Capitol Police released statement just before just before 4 p.m. Women charged with blocking and obstructing roadways obey an order. This afternoon, a group of demonstrators were illegally blocking traffic on Independence Avenue Southwest near 1st Street Southwest. The group did not have a permit to demonstrate on Capitol grounds. Officers established a clear police line to prevent the group from moving further west on Independence Avenue Southwest. 
The officers and officials told the group to get out of the road or the group would be arrested. The sidewalk was open. A woman in the group was given multiple warnings to get out of the street. Instead of getting out of the road, the woman refused to leave, turned around with her hands behind her back, and asked to be arrested. The woman was arrested for two capital traffic regulations, obey an order, as well as blocking and obstructing roadway. The person was identified as 58-year-old Mickey Withoff. As typical for this charge, Ms. Withoff was processed and released this afternoon after being given a citation to appear in court at a later date. I mean, the fact you had that, you had the dumbasses on Twitter who are just like, Fapping about over, oh, you got rent to, oh. It's ridiculous. DC didn't do anything to arrest un, you know, didn't do anything to arrest uh, BLM protesters. They didn't arrest any Antifa idiots who, in the summer of what, 2020, were making targeted attacks against the White House to the point where, and we're posing such a risk, Donald Trump was picked up by the uh, Secret Service and taken to the bunker. 50-some-odd uniformed Secret Service officers were injured as a result of that. But you had the people, oh, don't jump scared me. And he, do the, he went to the bunker. Oh, what a coward. But, you know, let's, let's make fun of, let's make fun of a woman who still two years later, after what was obviously um, a bad shoot from the cops, and then he gets a free pass. Let's make fun of her for getting arrested. But it gets better. Because not only was did he get off scot-free, he also got a nice place to stay, courtesy of the United States taxpayer. So uh, this is a reporting from Judicial Watch. Air Force records reveal tens of thousands of taxpayer dollars spent to house Ashley Babbitt Shooter and his pet for several months in the Distinguished Visitor Suite at Joint Base Andrews. Judicial Watch announced today it received 31 pages of documents from the, from the Department of the Air Force, Joint Base Andrews, Maryland, that shows U.S. Capitol Police Lieutenant Michael Byrd was housed at taxpayer expense at Joint Base Andrews after he shot and killed U.S. Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. The records were obtained in response to a September 2022 uh, FOIA lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia after after Joint Base Andrews, the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department, and the FBI failed to respond to three July 2022 FOIA requests about birds housing at Joint Base Andrews while... His name as the shooter of Ashley Babbitt was being withheld from the public by the government. That case is Judicial Watch versus U.S. Department of Defense and U.S. Department of Justice. Uh, in his complaint, Judicial Watch explained to the court that it had asked all three government agencies for records relating to the building of Byrd at Joint Base Andrews during the period of 
from January 6, 2021 to July 2022 for 18 months, including authorization papers, housing, meals, transportation, and visitor logs. Documents show that Lieutenant Byrd and a pet stayed in a distinguished visitor suite at the Presidential Inn, part of the Air Force Inns, under Capitol Police Presidential Inn Reservation for the period July 8, 2021 through January 28, 2022. Judicial Watch was informed by a representative at Joint Base Andrews that a distinguished visitor suite is typically reserved for officers at the rank of 07 or higher. So, one-star generals. He got one-star general lodging. An August 2021 email from the assistant hotel manager indicates that U.S. Capitol Police have been paying Bird's bills by phone every 10 days. An email thread beginning on November 2021, an accounting officer from the U.S. Capitol Police asked the presidential end's assistant lodging manager to provide detailed invoices reflecting all the charges incurred by Lieutenant Bird while staying at the end. An email titled, Reservation Information, USCP, guest. The manager then provides folios for Bird's reservation at the end from July 8th through November 11th, 2021. When asked to explain pricing changes for Bird's lodging, the hotel manager explains that higher rates were due in part to the fact that Bird moved from a temporary lodging facility into a distinguished visitor suite. The records and email updated November 15, 2021, indicate the cost of Lieutenant Byrd's lodging fluctuated from $161 in July 2021, dropped to $158 for August of 21, increased to $184 for September, $185 for October, and dropped to $165 for November 2021. On February 7, 2022, the U.S. Capitol Police again asked the hotel manager for detailed invoices for Byrd's stay. The manager confirmed that Bird checked out on January 28, 2022, and that there were sundry items that were used in the room that were not paid for before the guests left. The email appears to confirm the Capitol Police were covering the cost of Bird's stay at the Presidential Inn when a Capitol Police accounting officer tried to clarify Bird's hotel bill, asking a hotel manager, so the hotel is charging USCP for the room and pet fee for January 28th to 30th or not. These extraordinary revelations forced out by Judicial Watch FOIA lawsuit showed Defense Department facilities were used to provide long-term housing for a Capitol Hill police officer who shot and killed Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt, said Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton. In June 2022, Judicial Watch produced DOJ records related to the shooting of Babbitt that included a memo recording or recommending that the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia declined for criminal prosecution, the fatal shooting of Ashley McEntee Babbitt. Also knowing that the shooter, Bird, did not create police report or documents related to the shooting of Babbitt. A footnote details missing evidence. During the debrief of Lieutenant Bird, he did not recall writing a few sentences on an evidence bag to the evening or the evening of January 6th and the request of a crime scene officer. To date, the bag has not been located by USCP or MPD. November 2021, Judicial Watch received multiple audio, visual, and photo records from the D.C. Metropolitan Police about the shooting death of Ashley Babbitt on January 6th. 
The records include a cell phone video of the shooting. An audio file of a police interview to the, of the shooter, Bird, indicates he declined to cooperate. Judicial Watch previously uncovered reports or records from the D.C. Metropolitan Police showing that officers reported they didn't see a weapon in Babbitt's hand before Bird shot her and that Bird had visib- was visibly distraught afterwards. One officer attested that he didn't recall hearing any verbal commands before Bird shot Babbitt. The records include internal communications about Bird's case and a crime scene examination report Investigators who were on the January 6, 2021 Metro PD death report for Babbitt identified as Ashley Elizabeth McEntee Babbitt Pamation wrote the possible manner, de- manner of death was homicide, police-involved shooting. Judicial Watch is engaged in comprehensive independent investigation into January 6 disturbance. In February... Of uh, last year, Judicial Watch filed an opposition to the U.S. Capitol Police effort to shut down Judicial Watch's federal lawsuit for January 6 videos and emails. Through its police department, Congress argues that the videos and emails are not public records, there is no public interest in their release, and that sovereign immunity prevents citizens from suing for their release. In November 2021, Judicial Watch and its FOIA lawsuit asked for records of communication between FBI and several financial institutions about the reported transfer of financial transaction records of people in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia on January 5th and 6th, 2021, told a federal court that the FBI may have violated law in its January 6th probes. Yeah, I mean, just goes to show, you know, they've had evidence go missing. That's weird. Uh, he didn't file his own report after shooting her. Odd. <coughs> and what else? Not cooperative? I mean, there is a so much, so much hinkiness when it comes to all of this and her case. And the fact that the federal government... Okay, I get it. Once his name got out there, you know, he'd be, you know, at risk of being doxxed, people showing up at his house, making threats. So you got to move him somewhere somewhere else and put him up. Got it. That makes sense. There isn't a freaking Motel 6 down the road. Instead, they drive him all the way into Andrews Air Force Base, put him in put him in temporary lodging, and then eventually he upgrade. I wonder if he upgraded himself to the, uh, to the general or higher reservation room. Not necessarily uh, Capitol Police doing it, but him just going, oh, those going to keep paying for it, so I will, bring my, I will have my dog, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this fancier room. It's ridiculous. And, you know, for 18 months, they did this. They could have put him in a freaking Radisson down the street. Like I said, Motel 6, uh, Tom Bodette will have left the light on for him. Yet, here we are, two years later, 
learning about how much we spent protecting someone who killed an unarmed American citizen. And it is completely, totally hot freaking garbage. I mean, how can we look at ourselves as a country when our own law enforcement goes out of its way to protect its members when they clearly violate the law? He, I mean... Evidence lost between Maryland and uh, Metro PD and U.S. Capitol Police. Capitol Police says that that they are under no obligation to share information found or share any of the the security footage because, well, that's not public information. Um, hold on. Isn't Congress, isn't the U.S. Capitol the people's house. So that means the goings on there, unless it has a, unless it uh, is a security risk because of, you know, it's it's intelligence information. It's uh, sworn testimony that, you know, you want to keep behind closed doors for whatever reason. It's maybe it's not classified, but it's highly sensitive. Okay, that kind of stuff, they'll have C-SPAN turn off the cameras and walk out. But <coughs> when it comes to the day democracy almost died, they won't give up the footage. Now, if anything, I fear they'd be like, okay, you want all the footage? There you go. But between every camera angle we have inside the building, outside the building, there's tens of thousands of hours of video. Have fun. It it, it reminds me of the scene on Pentagon Wars where uh, Carrie Elwes' character asks for all of the development notes for the Bradley. So, you know, ah, uh, dang it. Guy who plays Fraser, <coughs> Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer, he's the general in charge of the project. He's, uh, oh, no, no, no. When he's confronted about this, no, he wants all this from uh, the major and the colonel run, you know, overseeing the project. They decide they're going to give him all the notes. And when I say all the notes, I mean 30 years worth of notes and diagrams and all this about the development of the Bradley. In, in order to bog him down. I figured the Capitol Police would be doing the exact same thing to uh, to Tom Fitton at Judicial Watch. Oh, 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 you want the footage? Okay, there you go. It's going to take you three years to get through everything. 
But such is life. You live in a live in a country where as much as they like to say it's not a corrupt government, it's a corrupt government. It's the reason why I'm no longer I no longer consider myself a conservative. I consider myself a radical restorationist because that's what we need. We need to radically restore this country and the function of government back to the way the U.S. Constitution says it should function. There is so much government bloat, which I get it. As the country expanded, you do. there are certain parts of the government that do have to expand with it. I mean, after... You know, two world wars, the Korean War, Vietnam War, all these armed conflicts throughout our history in the 20th century alone, where the number of veterans has gone through the roof. Yeah, there, there's a, you're going to have expansion for Department of Veterans Affairs. You know, stuff like that, it makes sense. Department of Defense. I mean, we just we wrapped up a Cold War with Russia at the beginning of beginning of nineteen ninety. So it would make sense that you know, you know, with the global war on terror, the expanse of the Department of Defense. Okay, kind of get that, but there's so much that it could be shrunk back. It could be eliminated. The Department of Education. There is nothing in the United States Constitution that says the United States government has to provide a federal directorate for how to teach children. There is no obligation for the federal government to give federal funds to local schools, to state school boards, to distribute amongst the different school boards of the state. None of that exists in the Constitution. The whole idea that we have to have all this bloat is because someone was just trying to scratch the back of a friend. That's all it is. It's what it started out as, and now it has turned to this giant leviathan that needs to be dealt with. All right, that's going to wrap up the first episode of 2023. Three, 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 three. Yeah, I, I didn't have a good echo, and <clears throat> I don't have any fanfare. <clears throat> my goodness. Yeah, my throat is about shot because I've been doing this episode. I also did the <clears throat> did the uh, extra shot over on Patreon, so go check that out, patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan Show. Again, I'm sorry there's no video to go with this episode because for some reason, Streamlabs wasn't broadcasting my audio. And I know it's recording because I'm looking at my screen right now, watching it record. So, audio's going to the computer. Don't know what's going on Streamlabs. It is what it is. Fun times. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you are a supporter on Patreon, thank you so much. If you would like to support this show financially, please go to RelentlessDaring.com. Look for the donate button, or you can send me a cup of coffee. Uh, I don't have my don't have my coffee ref uh, address right in front of me, but 
Also, uh, RelentlessDaring.com, you can go there and you will see a link for coffee to buy me a cup of coffee. Um, or if you want, maybe you want to get a t-shirt or a hat, coffee mug, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop. Check it out. Again, all this money that goes into the show, it goes into equipment, goes into fees for this, that, and the other. It basically keeps the show on the air and is supported by the awesome, awesome listeners of you all. I mean, it's great. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, if you're listening to this on podcast, whatever your podcast choice is, if you can rate and review, please, number one, subscribe. If this is your first time listening, hit the subscribe button. Number two, please rate this show five stars, all except four. Three and below, we need to have a talk. After that, review it. Say something nice. I mean, is it... You, you can uh, fluff a little. little. little exaggeration is not bad. You know, flattery will get you everywhere with me. And then after that, <clears throat> please share the show. Send it to someone who you think will appreciate it. Send it to someone you think will hate it. I don't care either or. Just please share it. Get it out there. It means so much to have you all keeping this thing going. You know, sharing it, letting people know about it, putting the word out. Again, thank you so very much. And as always... Stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7.